0: This is episode number 114. I'm your host, Jeremy Demerchant. And today I want to talk to you a little bit about um, sales process versus sales professionals, or sales reps. Um, And this is coming up because we inevitably end up in this situation with our businesses where we've got sales reps talking about, I mean, normally the phrase is, the leads suck. and then the marketing side or the leadership team says, uh, no, you just got to be better at closing sales. And um, in both in some cases, both are right. The, the reality is that we have a tendency to blame sales reps for incomplete sales processes. And what do I mean by that? Well, the sales ex, like when you get a new sale, it is because of the experience that prospect has had throughout the entire, um, like the experience that they've had through your process. And so that impacts them along the way. And on the front end of things, if your prospect doesn't know who you are, then the sales rep has a more challenging job to introduce you as a company, or if the sales rep has never heard of the product before the sales or sorry, the, the, the prospect has never heard of the product before the sales rep, then has a bigger task to inform them about it. Um, And maybe they don't even know they have the need. So the sales rep's job is to then show them that they have a need. And that's really, really tough. um, To to create a need in a conversation where they didn't think there was one. Like, that is the most challenging thing. If you can overcome that in the sales process, before you get into a conversation with the sales rep, before your lead does, then things are much easier. And so this is why... If you're in a situation where you've heard of these, you know, mythical unicorn salespeople that can close people in a single call, you think, man, if I just had one of those, I'd be golden. Well, it's happened. I've done lots of one call closes, but almost every time that one call closes happened because the experience before jumping on the call with me checked off all the boxes necessary to fulfill the need of the prospect. In, in around feeling good about moving forward with us. So for example, um, I've, I've done one call closes that came from a webinar and so they knew what the offer was. They understood what they were getting. Um, they saw the price and the webinar had done a great job at identifying the problem. So everything was clear. And some of those calls are just a matter of, Hey, I just want clarity on these two points and I'll sign up. Um, this is why a lot of people actually can sign up from a webinar without a sales conversation, depending on the price point because all those boxes get ticked. But if you're outside a space where a webinar is used, especially if you're in a B2B space, there are other things that we need to do to tick those boxes. And the more we have done upfront, the easier job the sales rep has. But the less we have upfront, the harder the sales rep has to work. So for example, if you have a sales rep that is generating the lead, having the sales conversation, and then transitioning them to the fulfillment side of things, and the, the process that they use to generate this lead is purely, let's say, email outreach. Well, we need to make sure we're building in things into this process that get people's attention, first of all. But we also need to be able to help them have confidence in three things. And this is from Jordan Belford, so I can't take credit for this. But when somebody buys something, they need to have confidence in the company. Okay, know that the company, you know, is someone that's not just here for, you know, the day and going to disappear confidence that the product is going to solve the problem and confidence that the salesperson is going to give them the right solution. So it's all about confidence or as Jordan Belford calls it, certainty. These are the three levels of certainty you need. If your sales process can create that certainty, great. You might not even need a sales rep. But most people, especially if it's a higher ticket product, they like to have a conversation with somebody and actually ask questions because they do not they don't want to make a a $10,000, $20,000, $100,000, million-dollar decision on a sales page, right? So as the price point gets higher up, the more important human interaction is, and likely the more unique the person's situation is. But if you have a $2,000 product that can be, people can sign up from a webinar, or they might have a few questions in the sales conversation, Um, those can be one-call closes. If you want one-call closes, then you've got to spend a lot of money on marketing. Um, That's all there is to it. You need to invest in your process. You need to make sure that um, from the first point of contact, your prospect is getting reinforcing positive information about you. Um, And I'll share some examples of of clients that I've worked with, and I won't name names, but um, something as simple as, like, let me back up. Many people will book calls. And one of the biggest challenges is that if somebody books a call without engaging with a human first, then they don't have as much of i I don't want to say respect, but they don't prioritize that call as much generally than if they had spoken to somebody when they booked it. So if, if I find a booking link in somebody's email signature and I go sign up, well, I don't know if it's a one-on-one call or a group call and... Sometimes they, you know, they, they catch you and they think it's a one-on-one call and then it turns out that it's a group call and it's really weird. So people are less committed to those kinds of calls. If you can create that feeling of a person behind it, you can increase your show up rate. So one example that I've used a few times is when somebody books a call on the thank you page is a video of the person they're going to speak to. You know, hey, is Jeremy calling from Sales Team Rescue or not calling? Hey, it's Jeremy from Sales Team Rescue. I'm super excited that you you booked the call with us. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to speaking with you. Now, here's three things that you can do to make sure you're, you, you get the most out of our call. Do, 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 do. Give them a little bit of homework. Then they know my face. They, they hear my voice. They learn my uh, mannerisms. And they feel like they know me a little bit more. And so they're much less likely. And I don't have the stat on it, but they're much less likely to be a no-show. Okay. You will. In that case, if they don't, if they can't show up, they will let you know most of the time because now they're not just bailing on some um, disconnected appointment; they're bailing on a human being. So something as simple as having that video increases show up rates significantly. Um, so that's just one example for the through the process. We need to help people feel connected and to build trust in us as a salespeople, um, in us as a company, and in the product or, or solution. So. Can the leads suck? Sure, the leads can suck. But what it means is, when a sales rep says the leads suck, it means, if they're if they're using the the language properly, is that the lead might not be qualified. Okay, they might not be financially qualified or qualified based on need. And they might not realize that they have the problem. Or maybe they just don't know or like the company. Right, so there's many reasons why quote unquote leads suck. And If you're in a place where you've got sales reps doing end to end from lead generate through to closing the sale, then I encourage you to help build out the sales process to reinforce things like the confidence in the company, confidence in the rep and confidence in the solution. So how can you put pieces in there to help support? So for example, when somebody uh, does book a call, great. Can you tell stories or include, um, you know, maybe high level vague case studies um, to give some examples you don't have to name real companies, but you know, tell a real stories. Just you know, omit the names, so that there's some type of validation. Nobody wants to be the first customer. Um, people want to know that you've done this before, that you've got some kind of track record. Talk about that. Talk about awards, things like that, to to build up that process, so you can engage them. And if you can do that between when somebody accepts the first uh, meeting to when the meeting actually happens, they're going to come looking at a whole from a whole different perspective. that's going to increase things significantly. So that's just one example. Um, But there's a good chance that your sales process can use some work. Sure, your sales reps can get better. Absolutely. Um, We're never perfect. But there's a good chance that there's places in your sales process that you can tweak to optimize that experience to increase the amount of qualified people that are confident in your product, confident in your company, and confident in your sales rep to get through that conversation. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. Next time, if, you've, if you're running a sales team or you're a CEO, next time someone says the leads suck, take a step before you start, you know, pouncing <laughs> on them for not being a good salesperson. Think about what steps in the process could be improved. And maybe you ask them, hey, how would you improve the process? How can we help you get more qualified leads? And maybe they say, you know what, when people get here, they don't realize the price point and so most people say they can't afford it. Okay. That's something we can address earlier in the process. Or they've never heard of us before. Great. We can address that earlier in the process or, um, they need, they don't trust that we'll be here for, you know, years to come. Great. We can address that in the process. Right? So if, if you get a sales rep saying the leads suck, put it back on them. Hey, what are the problems? What are the key pieces? Cause that's going to help you identify exactly where in the sales process you should focus your energy immediately. If most of the people are saying they don't have the money, great. We've got, there's two things. It's not just that they're not qualified, but it also could be that the presentation of around the value is not clear. And if that starts at the sales rep, that's coaching for the sales rep. But if it starts earlier in the process where you're seeding um, different stories or scenarios about where your solutions help people, you need to find some other number to anchor them anchor in the process so that when they get your quote of $20,000, they're not going, oh, wow, that sounds expensive. They're thinking back, oh, well, in the training or in the presentations or in the testimonials or whatever, I saw somebody talk about $50,000, $20,000 doesn't seem so bad. Okay, great. Let's do this. Or, you know, from the sales conversation side of things, and this might be a script or a structure component, how do we dig in, get really clear on what the value is for the prospect? If you're if you're offering something for $20,000, show them how it's going to make them $200,000. Show them what that value I mean, you don't always have to 10X the value, but... Take the time to identify where in the process you can fix that perception so that it's just not a concern. Okay. And do it over and over again for everything. And you'll always be tweaking. You're never going to have a perfect sales process. Um, it sounds great from a marketing term. Hey, sign up for my perfect sales process. It doesn't exist because everybody's different. Their priorities are different. Their past experience are different. Their biases are different. So someone that might come in, like you could have two people go through the exact same sales process. And they're going to behave differently. So you're not going to get it perfect, but you can get it better. And so whether it's the sales rep that needs coaching or the sales process that needs optimizing, and probably it's both because we're never perfect and we're never done being, you know, improving. Um, that's an opportunity for you to be able to enhance everything. If you can tweak your process to overcome the biggest objection, then absolutely you want to do that because then you're going to be able to increase your sales, right? Or if it's a training component on the sales side for your rep, great. Train them and see where that's missing in the training that they previously had. So you can put it in there. So any future reps that come in as you expand also get that training. All right. So when a rep comes to you and says the leads suck or (laughs) or if you're a rep and the manager says, no, you just need to get better. Stop the blame game and go to the process. Hey, let's take a look at things. From the sales perspective, this is what I'm experiencing. People are struggling with this and this. All right, let's go look at where that's addressed earlier in the sales process. Can we improve it? All right, so there's more than one place that you can improve in all this stuff. I mean, you're always optimizing. But instead of focusing on the blame, focus on, hey, what do we do now? Because I promise you, there's always at least two places in your sales process um, between the process itself and the rep. That you'll be able to improve on every single point that you've got okay guys so that's it for today thank you so much for joining me in this episode of sales team rescue remember if you have questions or would like to jump on a call with yours truly or my team go to salesteamrescue.com also catch the replay of this episode and previous episodes at salesteamrescue.com if you are listening on the podcast i would love for you to subscribe and thanks so much if you are watching on youtube please hit subscribe and give me a like Um, And let's get this to the other amazing sales reps and sales leaders that need support in rocking their goals. Okay, guys, just for now, remember, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high performance sales team, Book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.